Hi, my name is Natalia. And I'm Ursula. Welcome to Talks in the Park, a podcast series that brings the topic of responsible consumption and production closer to you. The idea was born thanks to International Pharmaceutical Students Federation European Regional Office. Today we are going to focus on water crisis. Less than 3% of the world's water is fresh, which means drinkable, of which 2.5% is frozen. In the Antarctica, humanity there must therefore rely on 0.5% of all men's ecosystems and freshwater needs. Well, even though we need more water, I would not like those 2.5% to melt. Humankind is polluting water in rivers and lakes faster than nature can recycle and purify. How does the nature purify water? Well, I'm not sure, but I think that purification of water depends on natural filtration, chemical absorption and uh, absorption by soil particles and organic matter, maybe even living organisms that uptake of nutrients and uh, living organism decomposition process in soil and water environments. Do you think it's possible? Yes, I think so. It sounds possible. <laughs> I've heard that excessive use of water contributes to the global water stress and the sad consequence of wasting water by highly developed countries such as our country is that more than 1 billion people still don't have access to fresh water. Quite shocking fact about water crisis is that the most affected group is women and children. Children because they are most vulnerable to dirty water-related diseases and women due to the fact that in many, many countries they are responsible for carrying water for their families. Did you know that women and girls spend 200 million hours every day collecting water? And what is more, not only looking for uh, drinkable water is a challenge, but it affects their personal lives. They are left with little time to work, school or to care for family. And without water or toilets at home, women cannot live up to their full potential. The average woman in rural Africa walks six kilometers every day to hold 40 pounds of water, which is around 19 liters. Yeah, you know, I think that uh, we are really lucky uh, that we can go to the kitchen and get drinkable water from the tap. Well, speaking of kitchen, there is no other industry that wastes water more than food industry. Yeah, that's unfortunately true. Uh, I've read that 70% of the world's fresh water is used for agriculture. We don't use water in food production only for boiling or washing food before eating. The biggest use of water in food industry is in primary crop production, uh, that means vegetables, fruits, etc., where it is used for watering uh, purposes. And, uh, for example, dairy farming also requires large volumes of water for animals to drink and to keep them clean and to keep all this equipment clean. And maybe let's take one example, and maybe uh, avocado, because we all know it as super Food. It is healthy fats and nutrients and there are a lot of restaurants that serve avocado and even uh, coffee sold in like half of the fruit. Did you hear about it? Yes, avolata. I think it's called avolata and actually it's the idea from Australia that one person walked into a coffee shop and asked for coffee in half of the avocado and then it became a trend. Do you actually imagine drinking coffee from the avocado? Yes, because I'm a big coffee lover and I would probably uh, try it, but I'm aware that one avocado needs approximately 70 liters per one avocado. 
and maybe to compare it with some other fruits, one orange needs 22 liters and one tomato only 5 liters. So imagine how much water do avocados need. Yes, avocados farming really is a water-intensive activity, but in some parts of the world, particularly in dry ones like Chile, Petorca province, it's just unbelievable that avocados needs up to 320 liters per, per one avocado to grow, which is 64 times that needed for a tomato. Yeah, and that's the point, that we usually don't realize how harmful is production of food. As we talked in previous episode with Martina, beef production has great impact, but so does lamb production on this water crisis. But what is even more interesting is that going vegan is not always a good choice without a proper research. Did you know that almonds also need a lot of water to grow? Yes. They are very tasty and full of omega-3 acids. <laughs> so we can, you know, focus on muscles. Do you have any ideas uh, for saving water? Well, I would say taking sh- shorter showers. It's pretty obvious. It's the first thing that comes to my mind. Yeah, and I thought about changing bath into a shower, but you know, when you don't think about uh, making big uh, makeover of your uh, bathroom, <laughs> maybe just focus on the shorter showers, as you said, and closing the tap while washing teeth or taking shower. Yes, but on the other hand, the best food choices seems to be lentils and tomatoes because those do not require too much resources. But the biggest surprise are mussels. They are grown in natural habitat in the ocean or in the sea so that they don't have to use additional water during the process to make like another farming area. And I would also say, as we were were talking before, choose products that do not require too much water to produce like tomatoes because they are healthy and tasty. Yeah, and when you finish making your food, (laughs) maybe make sure to use a dishwasher only when it's full. And the same with washing machine. We don't have to wash maybe one shirt, but we can wait a week longer and make a a big laundry. And I would also say um, just a tip for those who love gardens and plants. Water your plants in the morning so that water doesn't evaporate in the middle of the day when the sun is up. And if you have any other ideas for how we can save water, just let us know on our Instagram or Facebook account. You can find us under Talks in the Park. And thank you so much for today. We are Maybe we are going to hear each other in the next episode. Bye! Thank you. Bye!